0: NRL dead in goal podcast. Um, My name is James Smith. I'm I'm at Inside Sport Magazine and I'm here with Jeff Centenera, the editor of Inside Sport Magazine. How are you, mate?
1: Uh, Very good, James. A little uh, tired. Um, Yes, uh, all those celebrations that this uh, kind of of Queenslander uh, by uh kind of, by declaration, I call myself a Queenslander, so, yeah, I yeah. was partying late into the night, of course. Yeah, the, I really wasn't, but, you know, I mean, just, I guess, partying on the inside. Yeah, I'm a Queenslander
0: <laughs> too, I've decided. I'm, I'm a Queenslander now, go Queensland. Yeah, no, it's, um, of course, we were talking in, in the aftermath of Origin 3, um, build up, build in the lead up as the most important game in Origin history. Um, I'm not sure why. Until but, the next one. yeah. <laughs> I'm not not sure why it was billed as the most important game in origin history. Maybe it it relates back to New South Wales winning that first game. Um, I've got no idea why it was different to every other decider that was played, but that was the go.
1: Maybe because New South Wales thought they were going to win this one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and and all of a sudden, yeah, south of the border, it becomes really important. Yeah, So, of course, uh, the scoreline was 22-6 on Wednesday night. Um, Just, uh, yeah, the Maroons' series victory um i actually wasn't too devastated after it it's just like normal it's like it's like like breathing air it's like pouring water isn't it
1: Well, you know when you tweeted that out last night james it got mm. me thinking if you're 12 years old right now it really is normal it's yeah. the aberration is when you know is when the the blues win but um but yeah i mean to your yeah, to your kind of credit of your forecasting powers you know, you didn't overreact to the, to the win in game one. The, no. the, that uh, that famed one game dynasty of the Blues. Uh, you, yeah, you've uh, you maintained all along that um, that Queensland were dangerous, and that particularly once that uh, that they got the uh, the Melbourne spine back together, they got the band back together. Yeah. you know they had to be they had to be accounted for. That they were going to be kind of dangerous uh, as, as long as the series was live. Yeah. And that, I think, is exactly how it played out uh, last night.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I was just cynical um, at the fact that we, we, we won one game from the previous year and we do get very, very excited in, in New South Wales about any series victories and also any any match victory and it's um, because there hasn't been too many and I think the, the more games we win the more excited we get and it just seems too irrational and, and I was just cynical. About Queensland's um, depth and, and the fact that those players they're still legends they, they haven't died they haven't their their ability hasn't uh, waned one bit by the looks of it and that's the thing I was really skeptical of. So well,
1: the one thing I wanted to ask kind of you about today was you know how did you feel yeah. about how do you or how not only how did but how do you feel about this narrative that was particularly pervasive on on this side of the border south of the Tweed yeah. that. This was New South Wales' year. That this that this New South Wales team is better on paper. That Queensland missing all these names meant that you know it was it implied that of course well maybe not of course that New South Wales was going to win. Mm. Um, I read it everywhere, but uh, and even I must admit I began to cop to it a bit after how the, the way that not only the, the one game One. But the way they dominated uh, game one, um, particularly with their power through the middle of the field, you never bought into that. Um, And, you know, again, like I said, I think you're looking like the smartest guy in the room (laughs) the day after. But, um, you know, is that something that uh, do you think kind of the followers of New South Wales are a little susceptible to? Or did you think there was something to it this year that, um, say, had the result kind of gone differently last night that, Yes, indeed. That maybe this was kind of you know, there was an its time factor for New South Wales this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the thing that changed it for a lot of people was the, that game three of last year. Um, New South Wales did have that that forward momentum. You could really notice a shift in in the way that they were the way, in the way that the game was played and the, the way that the game came across on television. There was a real forward momentum that New South Wales hadn't had. And and the thing that everybody kept forgetting was. Was a skill factor and the brain and the, and the game smarts of of Queensland. Everybody thought, okay, we, we, we're starting to get this forward momentum, and at, and at the same rate, the Queensland skill factor is going to go down, and we're going to have this magical seesawing of of, of the um, of, of the results. And, and it just didn't happen the way that we that that we all thought it would, and it's probably not going to happen for a couple of years now. But just going back to that um that um, game one um, uh, uh, summation that game one was looked at as the start of a dynasty just after it happened a couple of weeks later it's looking it's even even now it's starting to look like more and more like a one-off good performance <laughs> in two or three years it's going to look like you know well remember that time that they won that first game <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm a big history buff and, and people who don't think that history changes over time. History is not locked in. History changes every day. Like what happened 100 years ago is going to be looked at differently now than what been in another 100 years. And I think the Blues performance is part of that.
1: I think one of the things, again, you tweeted out last night, I reckon the, the dominant impression of that game in the years to come is going to become... Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? Uh, could you believe they left out Billy Slater for game yeah. one? I think that is going to be the, the dominant takeaway yeah. from, from that game one. I mean, particularly sure. when you considering how brilliant he was last night. You know that that is the story that's going to be told Definitely. about the start of this series. That you know somehow you know kind of the Queensland selectors figure you know kind of came up with this brainwave that they they, they could leave Billy Slater out of game one and they were going to be fine. And
0: so. he was fully fit, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't look back and say, oh, but he was injured. He wasn't yeah. injured. He was ready to go. Yeah. yeah, just just some numbers from from last night's game. Um, ma- massive <clears throat> massive interest uh, remains in Origin despite some reports through the week that. Uh, People were switching off um, no I don't think people are switching off origin I think they're mm. as you say they're switching mediums and they're watching it on their phones, on their computer screens and stuff three point six million TV viewers um, it's the most watched uh, program hate hate to call it a program, but it is mm. uh, on Aussie TV this year with one hundred and eighty five thousand people through the gate across the three games that's um really establishing itself as. A dominant force in Aussie sport. This event, isn't
1: it? Well, I like to call it, you know, the the biggest kind of recurring annual event we have. Um, yeah. In, in Australian sport, I mean, you can probably, you know, kind of debate certain race meetings, certain Test cricket events, like you know, yeah. in, in the way the, the numbers add up. Yeah. You know, I I wasn't able to check whether, yeah, you know, kind of how that TD number compared to previous years. I know that there's a lot of talk across the league about how certain television ratings have softened like you said I think it has more to do with kind of it's a statement more about kind of television itself yeah. than, than rugby league my thinking whenever you know, kind of a, kind of in this in on this subject now is that um the thing about the league is that it is a game that the way it's kind of structured itself it is very dependent kind of on television and i think it's kind of a big concern mm-hmm. in the time to come for those sports that kind of are who are tethered kind of you know to to audiences who, who who still kind of seek to watch things on tv as opposed to i think there's generation coming through that have no kind of you know tv watching habit yeah so yeah it's um you know plainly you know, the the concept is you know, it's just so kind of just so strong i mean um, you, know, it, it, you know it can draw numbers you know quite like so many other things you know kind of in australian sport it got me thinking that you know that uh, that other great sporting kind of pursuit Ninja Warrior, just recently, you know, mm-hmm. debuted in Australian television, and it, it, it was touted as a smashing success because it drew about, I think, 2.3 million viewers. Yeah. So there you go. Like, yeah, tack on another 50% and again, and, you know, you're just there at about a state of origin audience. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting what kind of how the long-term term trend plays out. But, uh, it will. yeah, you know, it... Um, it I don't think, you know, I mean that can be kind of you know, touted as a as a sign that you know kind of you know, the, 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 that uh, the concept is weakening in any way.
0: <laughs> the ninja warrior taking over Rugby league maybe maybe that's it the headline. Could, yeah,
1: I I <laughs> listen, I love ninja warrior. I I think, I don't even yeah. know what it is. I'm not You don't even know ninja Warrior, I, you've got to no, watch. We we, we got just gotta, moved house and we don't have a television. You have to watch and I'm thinking
0: yeah. I'm not religious, but I'll, I'll thank some Lord for that. That I'll, is
1: yeah. real athleticism, <laughs> warrior It's amazing.
0: Take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to ha- um, have a bit of a chat now about this uh, dynasty. That um, this word dynasty. It's a favourite of yours. Apparently, New South Wales was uh, just um, on the doorstep of one. No. That didn't last too long. Lasted approximately 80 minutes, actually. And uh, but yeah, just want to ask ask the question: How long is? Um, this Queensland dynasty going to last? I just, I, I, for, for me, with, the, with with those young kids coming through and, and stuff, I'd, I can't see it ending for quite a while.
1: Well, you know it got me thinking. I mean, I, I was my, my head was I was really in the headspace of dynasty because yeah. all that yeah. kind of historical stuff we did in, uh, in our origin preview back in May for the yeah, May edition May. of Inside yeah. Sport, we you know we kind of put it in perspective that three in a row used to be the going rate yeah. for, for a dynasty. Every other kind of like um, really great side, what, what were identified as the great sides in origin history, met the threshold of winning three in a row. Now that's kind of been put in the shade by by the streak, by Queensland's eight. Yeah. And I mean, when you kind of look at it of a piece, this, this 11 in 12 now, yeah. and you know I'll go to my grave saying that I think that 2014 <laughs> series victory was a bit of a fluke. Yeah. And now, I'll, you know, as um, as a concession, there are other points in the streak too, and in, uh, in New South Wales, if something had just bounced their way, it could have probably brought, kind of, you know, that that eight in a row kind of crashing to a halt, and they you know might have been a, a, a five games, a five series streak, and then another two, or however you want to debate it, but um, yeah, I mean that Queensland has been able to put this kind of little streak on the back of kind of that. Yeah. Eight. I think it speaks to. Just kind of what is great about uh, about this Maroons side that you know everyone points to them knowing how they know, they know how to win the know-how the the way they're able able to kind of ju- do just enough how they're able to kind of be able to mount a comeback as, as they did in uh, in game two yeah you know just you know, the way that that even when it seems like New South Wales has outplayed them they can you know they can still be ahead on the scoreboard. You know, I think those are the hallmarks you know, of, of this side um, it got me thinking about uh, we're doing some work in, for the, the next edition on the magazine about um, another kind of uh, great football side that being the All Blacks and uh, I, I guess I was talking about this that, that ad on Fox Sports the other day where the, the guy from New Zealand talks about how they've got all those people in, in the British Isles who play for the, for the Lions like 60 million people and how they've only kind of got all the New Zealand well, it got me really thinking about, you know, kind of you know, how many people you actually need to kind of create a great football side. And, yeah. you know, it kind of didn't pass by my, note, pass by my notice that uh, Queensland's population is about the same size as New Zealand's. And, you know, it, it makes me think that, you know, this, this Queensland side could, you know, if, if you were to call it the greatest kind of rugby league team ever assembled... You might not get uh, kind of yeah, kind of much dispute from people. I'm pretty sure there'll be some people who could point to a kangaroo side, you know, kind of here or there. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, their yeah their competitive greatness you know, is absolutely is absolutely assured. To answer your question, uh, I'll kind of i kind of leave that to you. I mean, you're yeah, better yeah. versed in this area. Yeah. How long it, it persists? I would like to see that next generation of guys that come through. Who yeah, I know you want to talk about. The one yeah. thing I'd kind of uh, kind of point out in that group is, I don't know whether that talent is unif- is well distributed enough across across the lineup to make sure they'll you know they'll have a team that's kind of strong enough in all areas. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too is you know, I-, I would like to see and kind of by what process uh, kind of this next wave of talent, how they come to replace kind of those genius playmakers that they have, because they've been the difference. There's no doubt in my mind that, and it was again on show last night that, Definitely. you know, when you, you know, when you got players the caliber of Smith, you know, Cronk and Slater in, in your lineup, you know, you have, you have a decided leg up in trying to win kind of any football match. But yeah. um,
0: No, they're doing it the right way. I think they, they're gradually just, they're, dri- young, yeah. They're, yeah, they're dripping them in. Um, you know, and it happened back when uh, Lockyer left. Um, everybody thought, "Oh, well, what's Queensland going to do now?" And then Thurston came in, and then you had Cronk, um, and yeah, and and Thurston um, isn't there anymore. Uh, maybe he's It uh, seems pretty definite. Last night's um, farewell for him, but Munster Munster came in, and he's not Thurston, but Jizzy filled in for. He was very very capable replacement for him.
1: One I thing I one thing I thought about Munster last night was well, firstly I thought he. Pulled off some very risky plays, which could have, could have yeah, rebounded yeah. on him. But yeah. the one thing I thought uh, that, that struck me about Monster last night was that with, with him in the six, it gave him a really new dimension. The way Defensive. he was just yeah. running at the line and kind of just gave them a bit of, uh, kind of gave them a bit of a broken play, a bit of an unpredictable element that um, that kind of fit very neatly within, you know, kind of the the, the structure of having his the, the, his Melbourne teammates around him. Yet at the same time. All of a sudden you know that they had kind of the you know the five-eighth running at the line which yeah Maybe they don't. Get, they didn't get as much of when you have maybe a Cronk JT kind of combination. No, no. Yeah, you know, who are more kind of you know, executing kind of structure. So yeah, that was um, that was tremendously impressive to me. I, I liked what you said about him. That um, like there's a there's a sense that um, you know maybe because he's unproven yet as yet at, at Origin level, but it's not like he's come out of nowhere. He's no. been a really good player for the last couple of years.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah, and he really benefited from um, Billy Slater's absence. Uh, he basically had two years. As a fullback of the Melbourne Storm, so that's uh, he, he's the leader there. But uh, as far as the new guys go, but I just wanted to run through some names that we uh, that, that we discussed in in a feature that we ran in July last year, so a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and we named it Queensland's Got Talent. And basically, we used it to, uh, in your words, troll uh, the New South Wales <laughs> <laughs> readers into thinking that um, this isn't going to stop. This is going to keep going for. Another generation Um, and in in, in that this is the thing that I found interesting was we were looking well into the future at the time um, and we named eight players and since um, since then uh, inside a year seven of them have already played for for Queensland Uh, we had we mentioned Milford uh, Morgan Hunt uh, Munster uh, Dylan Napa Val Holmes Corey Oates and Jai Arrow so Arrow is the only one to have not played Origin yet, and the whole idea of the story was to sort of, as I said, forecast in three, four, five years what the what the Queensland team looks like. It looks like that, like already, and that's really scary for New South Wales as far as them um, stopping um, stopping this second this second coming, isn't it? Like it's very worrying.
1: It'll be interesting to see. My thought was, it'd be interesting to see how they kind of achieve that transition. I mean, a lot of the talk yep. last night was about, um, well, well, JT obviously being done, but also the thought that Slater and Kronk might use this opportunity to bow out. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm curious whether, you know, Cameron Smith chooses this as the moment to exit, or whether he kind of continues on into next year and yeah. kind of tries to bring these guys along. And, and he'll um, be
0: comfortable in both roles, will I
1: would think so. Yeah. I would yeah. think so, particularly, you know, because he's, you know, he's... he's level of play has not fallen off at all and he doesn't seem like he's struggling kind of with it physically whereas you know some of some of the other players uh, are um, yeah it uh, I think the thing I read uh, this this morning the best line I read kind of about this this morning I can't remember who wrote it whether uh, you know so sorry to kind of be stealing this line but you know, this is a group that is, that is, you know, not learning by losing. They're learning. They're <laughs> learning. They're learning by winning, which you know, Again, can yeah. it can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing at, at times. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had kept an eye quite closely last night on uh, on, a, on a subject that um, the next edition of Inside Sport will pick up. Yeah. Uh, Val, Val Holmes, uh, who was you know was outstanding last night. I mean, every time you score a hat trick, that's always pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, he. he um, he in our kind of in our conversation with him he noted that um, he of course was one of the of a number of that group that had to suffer through the uh, the, the ban due to the breaking of curfew of the Emerging Maroons camp that's right but you know he, he said he learned from it you know he kind of gave him an extra year to mature and in that time he put kind of a premiership and a test cap under his belt and then you know, he arrives kind of on the origin stage in kind of prime time yeah. you know last night and, uh, oh. and very much lives up to it it
0: just and it looked um, just watching Dylan Napa, um, he was hitting hard last night. He yeah, and and I think um, about three or four months ago, uh, he came out and said how grateful he was to um, Kevy and, and the Queensland uh, camp for giving him that second chance. And and yeah, it really did help him. It helped him a long way. Um, I thought we'll, um, uh, that allows us to move pretty smoothly into. Um, what New South Wales does next. So basically, it's all good news for Queensland, and there has to be a <laughs> has to be another another side to it. And where does um where does New South Wales go from here? Um, you can only lose eleven of twelve years, and and um, you know before something drastic happens. Um, talk about their talent. They've got Tyson Frizel coming through. Um, David Clemmers not not all that old. You got Travoy Viches who. Who, who are probably their next generation. So Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, yeah. It's, it's not not as if the development is all coming uh, to one side, but um, I particularly wanted to have a yarn about the coaching uh, situation. Um, who, who knows um, what New South Wales are going to do or what Laurie Daly is going to do, but I think it might be time for a change there. If you lose three straight series, it um, doesn't mean you're an awful coach. probably does mean, though, that something else should be tried, doesn't it?
1: It's one of those complicated, these complex ones. I, I guess it being it being rep football. I mean, they often say that you fire the coach because you can't fire the players. You can <laughs> you can kind of technically fire the players in in, in rep football. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you kind of leave this series? you know, grasping at the silver lining, do you say that, you know, we dominated them in game one, we had game two kind of there.
0: We kept the same players throughout the whole series. We kept the same players throughout the whole Which is what everybody series,
1: wanted, yeah. Which, you know, I think has been kind of historically the Blues' problem. I mean, they've always kind of grasped that kind of the, the, the easy solution or the easy next solution out there. Yeah. But yeah, so they finally kind of stuck to a plan kind of in this one. I, I think yeah. this is why they're, they're so sore about this loss because I think they, they went in, they kind of reasonably executed a plan Kind of, it was there. It was there to be won, and, and it still didn't work. But
0: this is this is the whole thing of um, sticking with. Like Queensland stuck with the same team because their team included four future immortals. New South Wales was like a little puppy dog copying its mother. Like <laughs> New South Wales just did it because Queensland um, had done it, stuck with the same players, but they're, they're not winning players. I said it at the start of the whole series. They're not winners and and they stuck with them. Um uh, our, and, and in Pierce's uh, case we actually returned to a player that had lost mm. before. So yeah. Well,
1: I mean ultimately when you've uh, when you've kind of lost ten out of eleven and now eleven out of twelve, I don't know how much winning you can kind of reach for. <laughs> yeah. Um there I is mean, the issue of tears is one I think we're gonna we're gonna take up later. later. But um yeah. the uh um the other question I kind of pose here is, because yeah. this is one that we kind of batted back and forth before, is how much really does the coach matter in state of origin? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, the, the thing I always go back to is that, you know, Mal Meninga is the most successful coach in, in state of origin history. Yeah, I wouldn't be rushing out, if I had a vacancy, a coaching vacancy, I wouldn't be rushing out to hire a Higher male, all respect. Interesting you know. that yeah, you're and right. When, when you, and you put it in perspective that you know Wayne Bennett hasn't has, hasn't had a hell of a lot of success no. on the Origin stage. Craig Bellamy hasn't had a hell of a lot of success on the Origin stage. Yeah. So I don't know kind of how much kind of the, the guy on the sideline, you know, really really makes a difference. I, I'd be happily proven wrong. I mean, I kind of probably. I'm, I'm sure that you know kind of. A coach could make a difference. I, I, I'm not denying it, but um, mm. you know, if if New South Wales is going off and searching for a messiah on the sidelines, and I, I get the sense that the the narrative is now building up that you know Andrew Johns is supposedly the man. Yeah, I think they're looking in the wrong place for you know. I don't think that's the solution kind of that they're looking for. But to the yeah to the original question, how much do you think a coach matters in Origin?
0: Uh, not not necessarily as a coach. um, I think think it worked for a long time with Queensland because you had Mal. Mal is basically... He's he's completely separated from the players in terms of age. And so they they do all look up to him like a god. Um, I didn't really get uh, get the sense that they looked up to Laurie Daly as a god. It's going to sound stupid, but you need someone on the New South Wales level like like a Radonicus or, or a Mortimer or something. Someone like that. Not necessarily those two. But, but the most important sorry I'm going somewhere with this the most important thing you need underneath a coach are the proper tacticians mm. and the proper game planners that that's obviously mal mal didn't sit down and 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 work out with those players he had a lot of help but yeah you need that inspirational figure you need someone to inspire basically the best players in the world to to win a game normally that shouldn't that wouldn't be too hard, but what's standing in front of you is an equally um, uh, a better group of players so so someone really inspiring then with some good people underneath him and obviously Queensland have got that nailed um, and KB Walters is basically in the same sort of um, age bracket as what Mel was he's incredibly respected looked up to like a god um, and I don't know but, so but, but,
1: yeah. what you're basically saying is Joey Johns is that kind of guy
0: well, yeah he, he's the next the next bloke um, I always found it interesting how Peter Sterling didn't enter the coaching ranks at mm. any level. I, I thought he was—I've was, waited all my life to see what he would—he'd be like as a coach. But I, I do agree with you that um, you mentioned that it might be um, might be a dead end sort of avenue to, to to keep keep this process going. Of let's swap the coach, let's swap the coach. What what I what I'm scared of with Joey is that he's going to try and. Teach these players how to play like he did, mm. and he's one of the all-time greats of the game. You say what you want about him off the field, um, and and what he gets up to and stuff, but Jizzy knows the game. He has a level of knowledge of the game that that um, comes out of complete um, immersion of the sport. And mm. you're going you, you need players like him if if he's going to make any impact
1: on them. I, I have doubts, but I would be intrigued to see it to see it happen because yeah. you know you. You talk to kind of figures in and around the league who, who have worked, who have worked with uh, with Johns you know, in, in his various assistant roles, and there's no denying his genius genius for oh. the game. He, he's incredible. Like, he is an advanced kind of rugby league brain. Yeah, you see that in his um, Channel Nine um, segment. Exactly, exactly. So he basically has the chops there. Yeah. What I'd kind of be worried about, you know, in, in looking at him is that he. I believe that kind of sport, sports skill, is very specific. So if you haven't kind of coached before, yeah, it's a very hard thing to kind of project. Well, you're going to be a good coach because you know you were either a a good player, a smart player, like a you know kind of an influential player, an inspirational one. Yeah, you know the leap from that to coach is still great and I think kind of Phil Gold was making that uh, was making that point last night with kind of reference to daily that you know maybe that what they need to do is go back to having kind of professional coach I don't know like you know I mean again like I think your point is well taken that the origin setup is a little different like you know I mean you you, you don't kind of have these players full time you're just kind of gathering them together quickly and I think kind of you know you're gathering together very good players so stature. Kind of, kind of matters. I the one thing that kind of that kind of intrigues me, and it, it, you know, it certainly has reference to what you just said about about Sterla. You know, when they've asked kind of uh, John's about his kind of whether he has any interest in the role, he said something I thought very revealing on, on the telecast last night, and it was kind of a line he said he didn't need that he didn't need this kind of pressure in his life. Now, if, if that's the kind of baseline attitude that he has towards, you know, um, a potential coaching job, I find that, you know, he'll, he will never do it. What, but, you I, know, yeah. I, because trying to absorb that pressure is almost the first thing that you've got to do when, when, when you're, kind of, you're kind of a modern football coach. And I can understand that if that's the reason that he's staying away, well, then that's smart. Because that's, you know, that, that is the first thing that's going to get to him. If you know, if you were to take the job,
0: but don't you think, uh, and we we're talking about this um, at work before, don't you think it comes a little bit ugly that that we, we see these um, big name former greats, um, to, you know, analysing and criticising New South Wales after every single game, and then surely when the question comes around, well, could you do better? Are you available for the job? Isn't it a little bit of a bad look for them to say, no, I'm not. Uh, it's. Uh, it's, it, it paints them out to me anyway as a bit of a, a mudslinging sort of sort of thing. I'm quite aware of the, the, the oh, critique no and all that sort of thing. To but me, no more, or
1: no less than any other kind of member of the media. I mean, like yeah. they, you know, that's <laughs> I always love how when you know by the same by kind of you know kind of the same token, these kind of kind of former figures in the game then bash the media uh, <laughs> you know, for for criticizing kind of maybe another player or another coach. And altogether, very handily forgetting that they are now a member of the media. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I guess what, when I look at this phenomenon, what, what interests me is that the fervor of origin just runs so strong that, you know, someone like Gus, when New South Wales loses, he still takes it very, very personally. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, th- that time hasn't kind of, uh, you know, given, allowed him any kind of separation from, uh, you yeah, from kind of his, uh, his, his partisan feelings itself and, 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 uh, and Joey, and Joey too. So, yeah. you know. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I'd be intrigued to see how, kind of, to see how he'd do. Um, like I said, I don't know, I don't know if he's, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if he's setting up, setting himself up for failure is probably wrong, but I think it would be, um, yeah, there'd be some great expectations oh, lumped definitely. on him. And I'm not altogether sure he's the answer. <laughs> i think that, i think they're looking for the answer in the in the wrong place but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know it's i uh, yeah they've got to do something i mean you and i have often joke that the plan the most effective plan it seems like they have is to just wait for you know smith cronk slater thurston to retire so you know, yeah. that, might come, that might be coming in the next few years or it might be coming you know in the next few months yeah, too yeah. so you know maybe maybe that's uh that that is the most effective plan they've had and it's already coming <laughs> and it's already coming before, it? <laughs> that's right
0: Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, so we want to talk about uh, the, our, our heroes and zeros from from last night's game. Normally, uh, this is from the past uh, week in rugby league, but this with being the state of origin special that we're that we we're, that we're recording, um, my the, my hero was uh, uh, Maguire um, from last night. I, I don't particularly like him or what comes out of his mouth. I think <laughs> mainly because he had that uh, stupid comment after. Um, I think after Queensland won last year's series or the year before, um, uh, losers have meetings, winners have parties. And he copped a lot of, lot of spray for that. Um, I think just after, it was last year because he said it, and then the Broncos went on this um, well, a bit of a string of losses and, and he copped it on social media. Oh, another, another meeting coming up, is it mate? Yeah. But last night in particular, he really stood up. He was probably one of Queensland's best forwards. He was so damaging and Punishing, and he copped a lot of um, attention from the New South Wales forwards, and he just kept turning up, and I, I was so so inspired by his efforts.
1: That was my key. Moment. The key I was like looking for early last night was basically the energy level of the Queensland yeah. pack. I oh. thought that you know they were going to come out there, you know, with the home crowd, with, really with a hair on fire. Yeah, and if they did, uh, I, I thought that would be a major pointer as to, to the outcome of the game because if they could kind of just play the New South Wales forwards to a standstill, I was pretty confident that, you know, that Queensland was going to kind of outplay them <laughs> in yeah. the other parts of the field. So, you know, I I totally agree. I thought Maguire was a very good game too as well. So, you know, I mean, yeah. that, um, it was really, you know, upon that group of Moron forwards to kind of, you know, you know play up play above their above their heads and I, I thought they were I thought Matt, Matt Gillett had um, had his best game after being kind of quiet the first two games but he was terrific yeah. in this game too uh, yeah it' um, yeah they, they kind of um, after you I'm really kind of really quite you know kind of surprised the way they were stomped in game one just to see kind of how they've arrived and how they arrived by game three kind of, you know, kind yeah. of playing up to the up to the level and um, I think some of the elements of the game plan helped, how they kind of moved around the field and how they went from sideline to sideline and didn't just <laughs> merely get into a slugging match with uh, with the Blues in the middle of the field. That, um, yeah. And also, just kind of how we were pointing out earlier, how they seem to have kind of done their homework on, on Andrew Fafida from the start of the series, how, how they were getting to him early, how Definitely. they were hitting, them in, hitting him in great number, just not allowing him to get to the line with any kind of speed. Definitely. And that kind of took away, like you know, the kind of a major weapon that you know, kind of that New South Wales had in its arsenal.
0: Oh, definitely for sure. Um, and our, our zero, um, I nominated this just to clear Jeff of any any blame. Mitchell Pearce, and I've got my in brackets, friend, my friend Mitchell. <laughs> I've got got in brackets for everything. Um, <laughs> I've had a bit of a change of heart in the last half an hour. Oh my god! No, 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 no. It's still <laughs> still linked to Mitchell. Um, you, you can put him down as much as you like, but. What are you going to do if somebody comes to you and asks, "Do you want to play for New South Wales?" Is he going to, is he going to say no? I've lost so many times before. No, thanks. Give it to somebody else. It's probably this. Probably says more about the selection of of Mitchell Pearce that than the man himself because you know what's going to happen. Just to annoy New South Wales supporters even more, he's about to go away and play seven blinders in a row <laughs> for the Roosters. They'll finish. Minor premiers or second, they'll go all the way to the grand final. He'll lift the trophy up, and 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 the thing and the sentence is going to be where we at Origin. Why couldn't you do that at Origin? And um, he he hasn't done it for a long time, and he got given another chance, three games in a row, um, and we came up short in the series again. So maybe maybe he's got more. As I said, more says more about the selection of of him. But he's my zero. Sorry.
1: My standard defense for, for Pierce has always been, you know, you, you can't really look at it in a vacuum. You've, you've got to kind of look at it in circumstance. Like, who else kind of would you pick? Who is ahead of him in the queue? I mean... Yeah. I mean ultimately I think this might be the case after this year because there's gonna be some house cleaning now done around the blue <laughs> setup but these
0: are gonna steam clean the carpet no.
1: <laughs> I mean ultimately you know unless there's you know, kind of another outstanding kind of kind of New South Wales born halfback that you can you can easily turn to yeah um, do you do you pick a young guy do you pick a young guy and kind of like throw him in there and, and tell him to swim you know um, yeah. I know you're keen on the idea of you know picking kind of you know, uh, Jimmy Maloney's house house partner like you know pick, yeah. pick combinations like but, you know, but pick, that almost, pick uh, Chad Townsend if you know if, if if you know if that's the way you want to go yeah um, yeah I I guess when you look at it I mean I think Pierce was a reasonable selection at the at the start of the series. Um, Mm. And then just becomes becomes the whipping boy because he kind of gets held up in comparison to, to <laughs> Cooper Cronk, who I think is close to the, the ideal representative halfback. Isn't
0: <laughs> what an awful world for him <laughs> at the moment! Oh, geez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Good point. Um,
1: so you answer the question: Who should, who will be New South Wales? I, I, I would do that. I,
0: I, I would pick Chad Townsend next to Maloney, but but I get laughed out of the room because he's not, he hasn't got the profile. He's he's not he's not an Origin player. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's but he would be great. Look at the spine that Melbourne that Melbourne provided. Oh, yeah um, would you
1: reach down and like say to yourself well nathan cleary should be the new south wales halfback at some point in the future so you yeah know, yeah let's just give this guy a chance
0: and and i, I would um and i'll come across as biased. um of course you will why not why not moylan as well like um if it, but what and and the thing is if you try them what do you have to protect we've lost 11 out of 12. like what, what are we doing here like what, this is the the ideal opportunity and chance to experiment. It's not, it's not a, a preliminary final that you have to win. So you're sticking with what's worked. Like this is a this is a perfect um, opportunity to to try new stuff. Do you get the sense that you can ruin a guy? No, no, you wouldn't ruin him. It's it, 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 him in particular. Um, he's very level-headed. He's mm. he's his father's son. He's, yeah. he's extremely level-headed. He's kicked winning goals for Penrith on in matches. You know, at the death, he's completely composed and. Um, I'm sure there are questions over his defence. There's certainly questions over Moylan's defence, but he's getting older and older, you know. M- Moylan isn't a kid anymore. He's um, developing slowly into a leader and, and yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, certainly I don't think you're going to spook Cleary out if you throw him in, into an origin game. I think um, but that's, that's my view and I, I watch him closely every week, so... Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, anyway. Well, um, once upon a time, Mitchell Pierce is a young guy that they kind of threw into Origin as well. <laughs> so that's that's my closing point. There, on there that, you on go, the yeah.
0: They've all been there, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. All righty, so that um, wraps up our um, State of Origin analysis. We hope that, that cleared up some stuff, maybe not. Um, we're going to swing into round 19 of the NRL now, and there's six matches um, in this post Origin 3 world that we're living in. Um, starting off, we've got the Warriors and the Panthers on Friday night. Um, I think this is a yeah, this is a six o'clock uh, Sydney time game, but eight o'clock over in New Zealand. Um, the Warriors have lost uh, they they lost to Manly last start, twenty six twenty two, and Penrith beat Manly last start so. Um, but just mainly didn't play two games in, in one weekend. There's been a buy in there, of course. <laughs>
1: transitive, transitive property. Like, Penrith, yeah. you know, Penrith's going to win.
0: They, they broke their squad up into two, yeah. <laughs> Isaac Luke uh, is back for the Warriors. That's a massive inclusion for them. Yes, it is. Um, and another big inclusion for Penrith is uh, James Fisher-Harris. He's back from injury. He's probably their toughest forward. He's, you talk about origin quality players. He's, he's just one in, in, in the wings there, so... Um, I, reckon, I reckon my blokes can do this, uh, I reckon the Panthers can get home, the Warriors just they don't defend their, their home territory all that, all that well, so Penrith can have a, have a good cracky.
1: Are you trying to tell me here, James, that you know, Penrith has yet another three-name player? I mean, Penrith leads the league in three-name yeah. players. Fisher Harris. There yeah. you
0: go. <laughs> He's got a killer moustache, so there you go. Um, yeah, so I reckon, I reckon my blokes can get home. Um, should I go on to the next one? Yep, yep. Raiders and Dragons is um, also on Friday night, but that's the 7.40 game. Um, the Raiders are in 11th, and the Dragons have slipped down to 7th. Um, Raiders have lost four in a row now. Um, uh, Josh Hodgson is, is back at hooker for them. He, that's, you talk about big inclusions. Uh, he's another one. Got some good hookers coming back into the game this this weekend. And the Dragons, um, they lost to the Titans last start. And... Uh, they just beat the Knights before that, and lost to Parramatta before that, and they're really struggling. Um, they're having this this second half of the season slippery slide that everybody predicted. Um, and for, I don't know what what the go is by by kickoff, but Frizzell, um is going to be rested by the looks of it, and Dugan and Vaughan have been named as reserves. Um, mm. They they can come in later on, of course, but. Yeah, the, the dragons it's just—it's painting out how everybody feared for them, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah, certainly. Yeah. But you know, those the, those origin stars are there, and um, uh, they probably are kind of looking at that and saying to themselves, uh, "Yeah, um, if they don't like the cold." It's going to be nice that they don't have to turn up to GIO on, on a Friday night. Oh, Although, yeah, gosh. I mean, uh, yeah, I would have thought, yeah, you know, kind of Paul Vaughn, like you know, having played in Canberra last year, like yeah. uh, kind of you know, keen to kind of get him out of there. He's been a terrific performer for them, uh, for, them for them this season. He was a really good performer for the Raiders last year. I mean, I can remember when they, yeah, you know, I can remember some of my Raiders people uh, kind of saying when they uh, they had to let him go uh, last year that... um God. Kind of a kind of a significant loss because um, yeah those that big Raider pack was very very dependent on kind of reserve minutes and it uh, yeah. had, been, had been very very good.
0: Yeah, this is a standout uh, year of his career, no, no doubt. Mm. Um, okay, next game is uh, the Knights and the Broncos um, on Saturday at five thirty p.m. Uh, up there at Newcastle. Got to give it to the Newcastle local supporters. They they just they're sticking by their team. They're, they're, they're the <laughs> ultimate supporters. Good good on them. they regularly crowd crowds over oh around fifteen, twenty thousand. They have well have they I think they've won four games in three years or something. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're just good and good on good on the Newcastle supporters. Um they they suffered a heartbreaking loss last week to the Bulldogs at um at Belmore. Geez I should have won that. Dane Gagai is uh, back at centre, so that's that's a huge um, uh, huge inclusion. Um, And the the, the bad thing for the Knights is that was a a costly loss uh, last week because it's put them two wins behind the 15th place West Tigers. So unless they start, unless they can jag two or three wins um, from somewhere and the Tigers um, fail a little bit, it looks like the Knights are on their way to the. Wooden Spoon again. Is that the third straight Wooden Spoon? I believe Four. it is. Oh, yeah, third. Um, and the Broncos, they're, um, they're probably still smarting from that 42-12 to 12 loss to the Storm at home uh, two weeks ago. Um, uh, Gillett and Maguire have been named to back up after, after Origin and uh, Milford has been named on an extended bench. So that's even more bad news for Newcastle. Mm. Can't um, can't see Newcastle winning this one.
1: Uh Perhaps, but I am intrigued that uh, the three Matautai brothers are, are all in the lineup uh, for uh, for Newcastle. Chanel uh, comes into uh, comes in on the wing, so you know I love that. So you know it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think for his first first great game of the year from from uh, from that what right? I understand, Yeah, like uh, so, like yeah, kind of Peter and Sione being the. Uh, regulars in that lineup.
0: Well was it Chanel's first game? Is he just not been tried yet? I yeah, no, don't I don't it? know. I think I think, I think
1: yeah he's just you know, it's an elevation as far as far as I can tell. Oh well that's good. And one other note, um yeah, yeah. Dane Gagai, like outstanding decision to name him kind of player of the series uh, Definitely. yeah for for Origin. He's been he's been superb like i, I yeah. thought he was you know he, he, he was terrific across uh, across all three games for uh, for the Morans. slightly surprised is, the, is, is that correct he was the first winger to uh, to win yeah, game yeah. Of, yeah, that that award yeah yeah he deserved it though didn't yeah he? yeah well, well what,
0: what was interesting i was looking um this morning as, as doing a bit of research he, he won the, the man of the series but he didn't win a man of the match performance <laughs> through the series that, that's that's uh, just a weird thing that i noticed um but, yeah, but good, good on him, and, and um, hopefully the, the, hopefully he can keep giving the Knights as much as he can before he uh, goes to South next year. Um, next game is the Titans and the Sharks um, up there on the Gold Coast Saturday night, 7.30, Seabus Super Stadium. Um, Titans have won two in a row now over the Tigers and Dragons, um, and they've named Hayne, Wallace and Peets, uh, whether those three back up is another thing. It, it, every single one of those players was just bashed. Oh, just, oh, I've kept an eye on Hayne and, and Peets in particular. And, and and Wallace too. They all just looked so spent after that game. They gave everything. So this is going to be really interesting to see if they back up. Nathan um,
1: Peets covers a lot of territory. Okay, that's what, the, that's yeah. what the
0: technology tells us. What, what's the stat The delayed the stat? Meters per minute or something? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Um, and the Sharks wanted uh, 42 sorry 44 to 12 against the roosters in round 17 that was a massive statement game that was you know move over you're a pretender sort of stuff that um maloney for feeder homes all named but again geez if if for feeder backs up after that game i'd be really impressed um, they can probably get away with without using him can't they Playing the Titans, even though it's
1: up there, uh, the lineup looks looks really really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've been saying. I know we said this kind of in previous weeks, but um, you know, kind of Gallant, having Gallant playing kind of like fully devoted to just club football. I think it makes sense. was just kind of I mean, I look through kind of the numbers, and yeah, you know, he's yeah he's having kind of a really just just on the basis of you know club yeah. football, he's having a really
0: really good season. Oh, he's just loving it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so destructive. Um, Manly and the Tigers. This is at Brookvale. On Sunday at 2 p.m. This is always a great occasion, Manly on on a Sunday Um, and and Manly lost to Penrith after a five-game winning run Um, and they've named uh, Jake Travojevic to back up. Um, Again if if he backs up then that's so impressive Um, and the Tigers have Chris Lawrence back um, and Tedesco has been named Um, and uh, of course the Tigers are coming off a last start win over Newcastle which might have given them some some hope, but you keep them out of <laughs> Yeah, Keep them out of last. Um, you'd, you'd, like, you'd probably think the Manly side's got got the Tigers covered on Sunday at Brookie, Avenue. so Yeah. Um, and last game is the Rabbitohs and the Cowboys um, up there at Barlow Park at Cairns. Um, this is going to be a massive massive game for for the Cairns locals. They love their rugby league up there, and they love their Cowboys. We um, watched. Um, uh, I was up there for my better halves, uh, conference actually had up there, and we were at the casino, we are watching, um, at the local casino, we are watching the Cowboys and Titans, and there was a couple of hundred people watching it on the big screen, just a normal NRL game, and they love their footy, it, 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 it stuck with me, that, that image. Um, South our last start losers to the Roosters, um, in a heartbreaking 14-12 uh, loss, uh, while the Cowboys have won their last two matches, so... For all the you can't win without Thurston. The one, the one last two over um, the pre-season joint Premiership favourites Raiders and Penrith. Um, And uh, Tamara Martin uh, and Morgan have been named in the halves. Mm. Tamara Martin's having a really good good introduction to the Cowboys.
1: Do you think there's some potential there for North Queensland to surprise? Not, not to say that they're going to win the Premiership, but gonna outperform. You know, you know, kind of. You know, defy kind of Thurston's absence, but do you think you know they could surprise some people, just outperform expectation that they might have had without without kind of a JT there.
0: I think so, and the longer it goes, bad,
1: when I look at it, it's not a bad sign to yeah. the bottom. It know? is, it yeah. is the
0: Cowboys Premiership team minus Johnson Thurston. That's basically all Matt it Scott. is. No, Matt Scott, oh Matt Scott, yeah. yeah. Um, Morgan gets better and better at 5 The more responsibility he's given, I mm. think. I know that's probably not his natural position. I don't know what is, but. You use him there. He knows where Taumalolo runs. He knows where
1: Lachlan Coote is going to be and stuff. So yeah. I just think you want him kind of, I guess, getting his hands on it. Like he's, he's, he's by yeah. far the most dynamic player kind of, yeah. in that back line, one of the most dynamic players, I guess, in the comp. And uh, yeah. you want him kind of, yeah, creating kind of action. Um, yeah, it would be, uh, you know, it's, it, you know it, it's interesting. I guess when, it's one of those things where, you know, when teams are preparing for kind of North Queensland and, and a player like Thurston, I mean, as good as Thurston is, you kind of they're a known proposition in terms of how you prepare for them. Now without him, it becomes a, like a different thing that you're playing against. Right. So, yep. you know, yep. um, like they plainly they probably just don't have the firepower to, you know, kind of get really, really deep into into a final series. But yeah, if um, if they can get like good performances from from a Morgan, from a Martin kind of through the end of the year, that's yeah. uh, yeah, they they become yeah kind of a yeah kind of a yeah a tricky team I guess a, 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 a kind of a, a tough team to play against. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That can kind of get you on your uh, on their day. So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm and intrigued to kind of see how yeah kind of how, how it pans out for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a very interesting game. And the thing about just sorry to dwell on this game, but the thing about Martin, um, he's a very good defender. Mm. He's one of the best um, defenders in in league. Um, and he, he defies his size. He's, uh, he's very very effective. Um, and just to wrap up, wrap things up, we'll return to the origin flavour uh, in our review mirror um, section. Um, what happened with Alan Langer? He the ball went to him, and he Ma- called Jimmy,
1: Jimmy Maloney made that cross kick as they were kind of really trying hard in those in those last ten minutes to get something on the board to get themselves back into the game. Yeah. And it went out kind of on the full, and it, it was kind of a really stark contrast when kind of from you know the, the opening <laughs> try when you know. Then Kronk literally dropped it in in Valholm's pocket. You know, in, in one of the classiest things you'll ever see on a football field. And when and when Newell's tried it, yeah, Milani tried it. He kind of absolutely kind of over over flushed it, <laughs> and it landed right in the hands of a guy, of, of one of the of a bold little runner on the Queensland uh-huh. sideline, and. The way that's what it looked like on TV, but one whole corner of the stadium absolutely just went off, <laughs> and then you know, you, you kind of realized on the replay, yes, it was one of Queensland's all time greatest players who actually kind of yeah, who actually kind of yeah, caught that ball. And not only did he catch that ball, he was so ebullient in the way he, he caught it. Like, you know, you, you, I know you mentioned that there were gifts of it, kind of. I'm um, looking forward to getting a look on social at that, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, Alfie, like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Gotta love him.
0: Gotta love him. <laughs> anyway, I, I wanted to revisit um, the, the decider of two thousand and one, and that was played at the old QE two Stadium. Um, I was there for, for that one. We, we had a we had a, a reunion for this two thousand World Cup tour that I went on, and we all met in Brisbane a, a year later or well, six months later. And um, the Queensland won forty to fourteen. Um, and I just want to read out this passage on, on that I found on Wiki. Um, there you go I'm declaring that I've copied and pasted something from Wiki. so <laughs> some Sydney journalists such as Phil Gould questioned the state of origin sorry questioned the state of Queensland's football talent This is back in 2001, given that they needed to bring back 35-year-olds to win, in Guss' words. Um, however, on the night, Langer set up two tries and scored one himself leading Queensland to victory only a year after they'd suffered their worst ever state-of-origin defeat. I think that was that hand-grenade tri-celebration game. So, yeah, he, he was just an a out-and-out champion player to the last, wasn't he? I love Alan Lang. and I think a lot of... He's like he's like your JT. A lot of New South Wales players secretly like him as well.
1: So, Do you find that Alfie, though, know, and this is a subject that we're kind of, like, batting around this morning, he's getting he's getting a bit forgotten in 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 the memory of, in the memory of football he's kind of getting lost amid the shuffle of yeah. you know um, from from Wally to to Lockyer and then to maybe this. Um, yeah, to this, this. I guess maybe what's happening is this: this present generation is beginning to blot out the sun a bit, you know, in, in terms of uh, Kuwait, in terms of Queensland history. Because I mean, properly put, I mean, it, the, the lineage really does go from Lewis to uh, Lewis to Langer to to Lockyer. I guess you could probably throw Mal in there somewhere as well. Oh, yeah. But um, and then yeah, to this uh, to this present generation, but. Um, I certainly, you know, I mean, I certainly remember kind of in contemporary accounts, yeah, you know, that, that Langer had that kind of aura, that that's certainly that kind of mystique for yeah, for yeah. his generation of, uh, of Maroons players. Do you remember when he first came into Origin? Were you around then? Or? No, 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 that, no, that kind of predated me. I, I do remember a lot about how he was seen as kind of the great understudy of uh, of Lewis. Yeah. Um, he, and you know, uh, yeah, properly respected as as you know as the best player, kind of running around at that time in a time when there were a lot of really really good players yeah. running around.
0: Now he was he was the ultimate little guy as yeah. he play the rugby league as well. Yeah. Um, when he went because most um, New South Wales people were first introduced to him at state of origin level. Mm. I think they picked him out of um, out of the Queensland Cup, mm. but back in 1987, I think it was, and um, yeah, just by looking at him in his. Very loose-fitting Maroons jersey. You just thought, <laughs> are you serious? Are they going to play him? And he just turned into this brilliantly skilled, awesome defender as well. They changed the rule because of him. They um, He got really good at tripping blokes over. Mm. Uh, with He grabbed them by one hand and he tripped them over with one leg and they changed the rule because of him. Yeah. You can still do that, but you need to use two hands mm. to make it a proper tackle, but... Yeah, that, that's how good he was, and uh, it was good to see him back uh, front row center last last night. It was, yeah, it's um, a very interesting tribute to to Alan Langer. Uh, now, remind
1: me again, what happened in the year after? Did he play that? Did he play the year after in that series, or was that? Um... No, they
0: brought him back because um, well, Wayne Bennett brought him back because yeah, Queensland was at, on its knees as far as injury goes. Mm. Um, but that, that's what it was. It wasn't. We, we have run out of talent. We need to get Alfie back. It was. Yeah, I can't remember.
1: I can't even remember what which players were out. I think even Smith was out. I do remember the subterfuge around that yeah. <laughs> during yeah. that day, whether the kind of oh. the, the willie or won't, he kind of yeah, you know, kind of charade that was played you know, <laughs> yeah. around was, you know around getting you know, getting him back. I mean, like, you know, New South Wales people didn't yeah very much uh, very much appreciate that. But. Oh,
0: yeah, and, and and as Gus said, he was thirty five, and he came back. It was one. Of the, it was a terrific performance by. By him, it was amazing. Um, you got anything else to offer, mate? Or
1: nope, should, should we get back to that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> although we can, you know, we can keep on. Uh, if we kind of open the can on, um, yeah, on just yeah, how great kind of yeah, the uh, you know, kind of the uh, the uh, Queensland Immortals are, I mean, it'll yeah. keep us going for the rest of the day, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's um. Yeah, I will probably offer kind of one last thought. Yep. You know, to see him there, I mean, it was very gratifying. But geez, I think we we were robbed not to see kind of like Thurston on the field. You know, you yeah. know last night, I mean, that was, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, plainly he'll he'll go out kind of very gratified. And you know, if kicking that, you know, the game winner in game two was. The the last origin memory we have him, it's fantastic. But I think that was the only thing missing kind of from last night. um, That, you know, kind of, that that he was there. I mean, like a lot of the pregame was kind of focused around him and that was very nice. But, you know, I mean, that that was the only thing that, um, yeah, that that kind of the only missing element. Um, And I do wonder whether, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, whether the, there's going to be a, another curtain call for for uh, for Kronk or Slater, or whether they're going to kind of take that opportunity to, to go, it would be you know because honestly I don't know how it gets better than <laughs> it gets better than that. Last <laughs> no, time.
0: it was terrific. It certainly delivered, didn't it? Yeah. Um. All righty. We'll we'll um, we'll get out of here. And um, thanks very much for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you.